This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Good morning. Welcome to Newsmakers 1490 WDAN. Linda Bolton in the studio this morning and very, very happy to have with me a couple of, uh, of survivors. I like saying that. People, people who have made it through uh, one of the biggest challenges that life presents. So with me this morning is uh, Devil Area Community College Foundation Director, Tanya Hill. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. And uh, her good friend, um, Danielle Watson, who works at the VA. Yes. And you're going to have to slide up the microphone. Oh. Don't be afraid of it. It's yes, not thank you. Bite you. <laughs> I promise it won't bite you. Um, and these ladies are not only best buds, but they survived breast cancer uh, about the same time. So they went through that experience together. And I've asked them to come here today to share their stories because... This is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Important that all of us remember um, this is this is a survivable cancer if you get it in time. But you got to get in there and play with the machine. You got to hug the machine. <laughs> you got to have a hug. So Tanya, let's start with your story. Please. Okay. So my story started back in July of 2019. Just went for my annual uh, mammogram. Uh, was actually feeling better than I felt in a long time. I was exercising, doing all the right things, and I was excited to go in and get that mammogram and do my part. And um, got a call uh, about three days after, stating that I needed uh, to get a biopsy. And um, I will tell you, I argued with them. I would not recommend that. <laughs> I was just going to ask you. So, so knowing you, you tell me what was your reaction when they said, I said "I'm sorry, Mrs. Hill, you're going to have to come in." And well, yeah, because I mean, I've been through protocol before, and you have to get an ultrasound. Sure. So, um, I will back up to let you know that I went to the OSF Women's Care Clinic and <laughs> uh, had my mammogram done with the new 3D. Which and is amazing. Amazing. And I know you have to hug it, but it doesn't squeeze you like the no, old No, it ones. doesn't. <laughs> it barely touches you, so just go get your mammograms. But anyway, yeah. I said, no, 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 no. You need to you need to get me in for an ultrasound. And um, they're like, no. And, I mean, this went on for about 10 minutes. So they said, <laughs> we're going to um, set you up with the surgeon so he can explain to you what we see. And I'm like. Okay, what did uh, that do to you? Um, I said, Okay. So that put me out another week to think about it. But um, anyway, so I went to him and he explained to me what they saw. And, um, you know, normally cells are like in a cluster, but when they see them start forming a line like a little army, they get really concerned. And what that means is they're getting ready to bust out of there. I mean, there was more technical terms, but that's he kind of did a little drawing on the back, back of a piece of paper to show me what they saw in my mammogram. And I said, okay, so he ran me through... Um, to get my biopsy, and the lady in the biopsy room says, you know, we're going to do an ultrasound. And I go, thank you. <laughs> she says, well, you know, I, I hear that you've got some concern. So I think they did it to humor me. Probably did. So they did it. She goes, now I'm going to look. If that doesn't look right, I'm going to bring in a team of doctors. And I said, oh, okay. But if everything's fine, then you can go. So she leaves the room, and she comes back in with four doctors. Uh -oh. So I knew right then something wasn't right, but I thought, okay, well, you know, we're going to see what this is. And um, ended up uh, doing two different biopsies because little did I know at that point um, she had found two spots 
had one at 12 o'clock and one at 3 o'clock. When you go through breast cancer, your breasts become clocks. So <laughs> I had one at 12 and one at 3. The one at 12 was precancerous. The one at 3 was in sight to had broken out. So that's that little soldiers he was telling me about that they saw coming out of the out of the duct. So waited for the biopsy, um, got a call. They said it was around Labor Day weekend, and they said, do you want to know or do you not want to know? And I said, yeah, I want to know, because I'm thinking, this is nothing, you know? So it was a Thursday night on our way to dinner um, with our friends, and I had just pulled up to pick my husband up in the driveway. He was getting some stuff out of his truck, and I said, hey, the doctor called. I'm going to call him back. They've probably got my results. So we were driving down the driveway. I call him back, and uh, she said, uh, Mrs. Hill, I have some bad news. Um, you have breast cancer. And I just kind of froze. And my husband looked at me and he said, keep driving. You're going to be okay. Okay. It's okay. Yeah. And I am. You are. Yeah. You are. Yeah. So he's been my rock. And we went on to dinner and sat there with all those people <laughs> And uh, he just, you know, he's very loving anyway, but that group now that they know what they know, they're like, we knew something was up. We just knew something wasn't right. So I went through all Labor Day, didn't tell anybody, just he and I knew because I had my doctor's appointment at, on Tuesday and went on about my business. And uh, after Tuesday, I stopped and I told my mom first, of course, she's a mom and she freaks out, but I told her I was going to be fine, you know. I have had a wonderful um, medical team that has assured me that technology has come a long ways, medicine has come a long way, and when I walked out of that doctor's appointment, um, I, I felt good about it. I'm like, I got this, you know, they go over all your options. I had already knew in my head from, as we discussed earlier, all our friends that have had breast cancer, that I was going to have them both removed. I only had it in my right, but I thought, nope, I'm, I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to have them both. And they're like, are you sure? And I said, absolutely. So I already had my mind set up and I started with my test and we went on. And then, um, October 2nd, um, is when I had my double mastectomy, my bilateral mastectomy. And, uh, that's in a, an in and out procedure anymore, which is strange. <laughs> you go in for an eight hour procedure, you stay all night and you go home by noon the next day. Um, it was a good feeling. Uh, I woke up when I woke up that the doctor was standing there and a couple of nurses with their thumbs up, like we got it all. And you don't really know until the path report comes back. Sure. Um, so, you know, but you've got hope and hope is something you cling on to for the rest of your life. Um, so I had, I had good results with that. When my path report came back, it was clean, but then they went on to do more tests on the actual tumor and found that I would benefit from chemotherapy. So that was another issue that I had with the, I was at Christie. They were great, but the oncologist there didn't really explain why I needed chemo because I didn't understand because it wasn't in my lymph nodes or anywhere else. They got it all. And it had to do with the reoccurrence rate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, breast cancer can reoccur. And my numbers came back that it was between 26 and 100. If that number was in between there, they recommended chemo. And my number was 26. I was right on the line. So mm -hmm. I ended up coming to Dr. LeBiog for a second opinion. And he looked at that report and said, yeah, this is great. And we're, we're going places with future tests like this. But he goes, 
kind of not wads it up, throws it over the side and says, <laughs> if you were my patient to begin with, you would already be in chemo. So yeah. you're going to do chemo. Would you like to stay here or would you like to go back to champagne? <laughs> and I said, you're not going to let me go home and think about it? He goes, no. no. <laughs> and I said, well, okay, I'll stay here. So That sounds like Dr. DeMar. Yeah, so I started, I had my first chemo. and So I had my surgery October 2nd. I started my first chemo the day after Christmas and had, had to have four sessions and um, I will tell you that going through that, as Danielle will tell you her story, um, we had each other and we had two other girls with us as well. Uh, the four of us went through this together and that's what it's about. It's about having your tribe. I mean, your, your immediate family, it's your but having system. sisters that yeah. you can talk to about this, that understands what you went through is huge. And so at this point, she and I both, we talk about it. You got to talk about it. You you know, holding it in makes it not so great. And when you talk to somebody else that's been through it, it's a calming feeling. Um, actually, after when I got back from the doctor's appointment, I had known that Danielle was diagnosed, but she wasn't really talking about it yet. So I got on the phone and I called and her husband answered and I said, hey, I know what's going on down there. And he goes, what? I said, before you say anything, I just want you to know I've been diagnosed with breast cancer and crickets he's like tanya are you kidding so we were already friends but we became sisters that day because um this is what we need we have to we got to rely on each other yeah and that's why it's so important that you're here today to talk about this and i appreciate you being so honest about your experience we're going to talk more about your story tanya but we're going to go to break and then we come back danielle it's going to be your your turn to tell your story so we'll do that in just a moment a newsmakers 1490 wdan 1490 WDAN. Welcome back to Newsmakers 1490 WDAN. Linda Bolton in the studio this morning with Tanya Hill, who heads up the uh, Damilary Community College Foundation and is a breast cancer survivor, as is her good friend Danielle Watson, who is here. She's with the VA. Um, and uh, she and Tanya experienced breast cancer uh, around the same time and went through this journey together, and they have been kind enough to come today to share their stories. We just heard from Tanya. Now it's uh, Danielle's turn, so slide on up to the mic and and tell us your story. I was... um... I had a mammogram at the end of July of 2019, and I had actually found a lump in my lower right breast, and um, I was due for my mammogram, so I thought, okay, I need to go in and get this checked out. So, so. so let me stop you for... Sure. So when you when you found it, what went through your mind at the time? Um, Do you remember? Scared. Yeah. You know, you're scared, and then you, you start thinking, oh, it's probably just... Um, you know, a clogged exactly. duct or, or something like that because it was right around the, the uh, nipple area. Um, and so, I, like I said, I was due for my mammogram. So I thought, I'm gonna, I need to get in and get this checked out. So I did um, go in and I had my, um, my mammogram and I had went right over to my um, gynecologist because I had an appointment over there as well to do all my yearly stuff in one day. And... Uh, while I was over there, they called and said, oh. you need to come back over for um, a sonogram. And um, so that's what they did. I, I went 
from one doctor's office to another doctor's office, and uh, they gave me a sonogram, and then, um, of course, a couple days later, I had a, a biopsy. And uh, after the biopsy, we were getting ready to go on vacation, so I had a whole week of vacation worried about what yeah. the results were. So we got back um, on a Saturday, and I went in on that Monday, and it happened to be me and my husband's anniversary, which is awful. <laughs> And they had told me that I had um, cancer. So um, then I had the decision to make of what now? What do I do now? I don't even know, you know, I'm just, you're just like jaw dropping shock. Sure, sure. You know. So um, me and my husband went home and, and talked about it. And I knew just like Tanya knew, they were both coming off. I'm not, there's no way I'm keeping either one of them. <laughs> you know, there's mm-hmm. no. Um, so we went home and talked about it and stuff, and um, I chose to go over to Champaign to get my mammogram because I had wanted reconstruction right afterwards. Um, so at the end of August, I um, underwent a double mastectomy, and they went ahead and put in expanders as well when they did that, but I actually had it in all my lymph nodes in my right side. So um, after I got that diagnosis, uh, I had, I was going to treat at Carl, um, but I just didn't feel like, I don't know, I, did, I didn't feel, there wasn't a good feeling there, you know. Sure. So, um, and the, I mean, I liked the doctor, but I just, I didn't feel like I was supposed to be there. So that's when I asked for a referral over to Dr. Lyle. And so um, I went over there and um, we got a PET scan because I had so many in my um, right side. They had to take all my lymph nodes out. So they wanted to give me a PET scan to make sure it wasn't somewhere else. And it ended up being in my spine as well. So um, You were actually stage four, right? Yes, I am stage four, yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that never goes away. Well, I was going to say, yeah. Yeah, sorry, that was, <laughs> that was inappropriate. No, yep, no, that's okay. Um, so I was stage four, and, um, you know, Dr. LeBioc said we're going to hit you with everything but the kitchen sink. And I, that, I mean, when he said that, I felt like a, a relief. Like, he cares. I, you know, this is, this is, um, it's going to be okay. And, you know, I am sitting here now with two years um, under my belt and clear scans. And I just had a bone scan um, last month. A couple, yeah, last month. I just had a bone scan last month, and it's still clear, and my CT scan is clear. So, um, you know, I think one of the, yeah, and, and, you know, that's one of the reasons you're here. Yeah. Is to, for people to understand that. um, If you sit in a doctor's office and they tell you you have cancer, in the past, that was an automatic death sentence. It's not now. No. And uh, one of the things that we are very, very fortunate for in our community is someone like Dr. Labayag, who has the ability to talk to a patient and give them hope. And, and not, not that it's all going to be okay, right. just that we're going to do everything we can. And if a doctor tells you that, I think perhaps that goes a long way in how quickly and how well you recover. Is that a fair statement? Yeah, and that's what I was looking for. Like, I was looking for somebody to sit, to tell me, 
we're gonna we're gonna treat you as opposed to tell me, ugh, I don't know. Yeah. You know, and that's the, that, yeah. yeah, that's the key well, right there. And I, you know, in all fairness to doctors, I understand they're walking a fine line there that they don't want to build you up too much to make you think everything is going to be fine. Uh, I get that. You need hope, though. but you have to have some hope in yes. order to to master it yourself. Yeah, just yeah. to get through the insanity of the whole thing. Tanya, what was it like for you? I mean, you're a very optimistic, you know, uh, gonna gonna get out there and do it kind of person. But you had to have your days where you I just did. didn't know. I did. And I think it, that started when I was at, with my first oncologist. He's no longer there. So, but was, you're going to give me the option of whether or not I want to do chemo or not. And I was like, Danielle, I just felt something went right. And there was a really nice nurse there that said, you know, you can get a second opinion. And my husband's like, I think she's right. I mean, you just... They say when you trust your gut, you trust your gut. Danielle did the Absolutely. same thing. Um, so I trusted my gut, and I'm glad I did because Dr. Labayog explains everything to you. And when you walk in that door, you're the only patient he's ever had. Yeah. I mean, I know that. It's I true. say that all that's the time. True. Yeah, and that's, that's the magic I Bless think his heart. Yeah. He sees so many, and he's it. I don't know how he does it. I really don't. I don't either. I, you know, we, Danielle, yeah. we love him. I mean, we, you go by the cancer center, and you see the word cancer. Yeah. And it just makes you cringe. But once you've been diagnosed, and you go through that at the cancer center this here is a Danville. thing now i gotta do you, you're, you're kind of upset when you're only yeah. going back every six months <laughs> yes you love, i mean and he's got he has picked a great staff yeah I mean, his it's staff yeah, wonderful. become your family yes. and but yeah i um i didn't give up on my optimism uh the, once i was with him um i'm kind of a I've, I've got to keep my mind busy, and that's my big thing. i got to keep my mind busy, so that's why I'm always doing something out there, doing something, advocating, you know, whatever I can do to help uh, someone understand or go get your mammogram. I mean, I it triggered a lot of my friends to go get them that yes. had not had one for five years. Yes. Like, what are you doing? It triggered colonoscopies because... That's something else we got to do, right? Yeah. So Danielle and I have been through the mill. Fun, the, yeah. We have had it all done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna continue talking to these ladies in just a moment on Newsmakers fourteen ninety WDAN fourteen ninety WDAN. Welcome back, to Newsmakers fourteen ninety WDAN. Linda Bolton in the studio this morning with two amazing women, Danielle Watson and Tanya Hill, who are breast cancer survivors. And uh, they're here to share their experience with us. And you you just done a, a super job of that. One of the things uh, you said, Danielle, we were talking about uh, the fact that sometimes when we hear the, the diagnosis of cancer, we feel like we're going to die immediately, and we're going to die anyway. So you know, but it took you a while to get to where you understood where you could put it. I guess in perspective might be the best way to say it. Yeah, when I, once I got that diagnosis, I it took me a while to almost dig out of that that hole. You know, I I kept thinking, oh, I have I have kids, my husband. You know, I don't want to leave anybody, but then, you know, I. As soon as I started my treatment and I got in to see my doctor and Dr. Biog said we're going to hit you with everything but the kitchen sink, I thought to myself, he's right. 
I I'm gonna I I'm gonna be that person talking about this in in 20 years. You know, I am gonna be a survivor. I'm a fighter. I'm healthy. I'm young. Um, this is this is not gonna be my story. You know, this is not gonna. It's be not gonna end. define you. Yeah, this is not gonna be the end of me. And Tanya, that's mm-hmm. an important point because that's something. I mean, all cancer is is a nightmare, but there's something about breast cancer that. I think for women often ends up defining us and take it takes on a perspective that is very hard to step away from. Do you understand you know what I'm saying that it's to get your confidence back and yeah. I'm yeah. me. I'm I'm a person. I'm not uh, yeah. just a, a breast cancer survivor. Not that that's not important. Right. But is that a fair statement or not? Oh, I think it's a fair statement. Um like Danielle said, the first thing that runs through our minds is we have kids. We have a husband. We've worked hard to get where we're at. We want to see them succeed and grow up and hopefully have grandkids maybe right. someday. Um, so, but then, and then there's this point that says, okay, suck it up, buttercup, because <laughs> you got to show your kids you're strong. And I went about my daily, I mean, granted I was bald and he could see that. And I know that, you know, he worried and my husband, but... I went about my daily routine as always. I mean, we'd have chemo on Thursdays. Um, yeah. We'd go to work on Friday, and we were usually back to work by Monday or Tuesday. That's how yeah. far they've come with yeah. medicine and keeping you from being really, really sick. Yeah. I mean, I speak on behalf of she and I because we went through this together. Um, but there was two other ladies that were with us, too, and they had similar experiences. But you you mentally become strong for your family. And it's it's harder for your family and the people around you to go through this than it is the actual person going through it because yeah, we know what we have to do. Talk right. about that for a minute because that, that's something that we don't talk about very often. We talk yeah. about you as a survivor. We don't always talk about those people that surround you and that are going through it with you and really perhaps struggle with knowing the right thing to say or do or be. Yeah, they want to fix you. Am I right? That, that's absolutely right. They want to fix you. They, you know after you've had chemo and then you're not feeling well the the next day or, you know, a few hours afterwards, you know, your husband comes in and it's, what can I do for you? There's nothing that they can do for us, really, you know. <laughs> Maybe really? Get, us, get us something to eat, yeah. which nothing tastes good. No. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, they do. They, they want to help you. What can I do for you? Yeah. You know, but there's nothing. There's nothing that they can do for you besides just be there. And everybody knows that feeling because we all have somebody... Like, when I found out about Danielle, I was just gut-wrenched. Right. And then um, then when I was diagnosed, I'm like, okay, we are going to support each other. And yeah. that's what we did. Yeah. And we're still doing it. And we still talk about things. And, you know, it's a journey. It's not just, oh, you, you have breast cancer. You go in. You... They, you have a mastectomy, and then it's over. We've got reconstruction if that's what you choose to do. Um, you've got um, a pill that you have to take, an anti-estrogen that yes. I've went through two of them and back to the first one because it affects you, and it makes you – everybody's different, but you got to do what you got to do, and you got to figure out how to get through it. So, And it's a continuous journey. As I've said, I've had – Six surgeries last year. Danielle's had uh, several. Two, several herself. <laughs> We've been put through the mill. So, yes. but we're still here. Yeah. And we're here to tell you get your mammograms because it's getting ahead of it before, you know, it's too late. Yes. And it's yes. scary, but it's scarier when you yeah. somebody can't say it's going to be and okay. And you know, one thing I want to say is if you have, um, if you found a lump in one side, you know, think really hard about the mastectomy because one thing I forgot to mention is when I got my double mastectomy 
it was actually I had a small spot in my left breast as well. So yes. thank goodness I took both of them off because it was there was something in my left breast as well. Everybody's journey is different. Yes. Mm-hmm. I cannot tell you how much I appreciate you two sharing your experiences and uh, taking this opportunity to remind people, set the fear aside and go in. And and, and if, if you're really worried about the whole thing to a ridiculous extent, I highly recommend the Women's Care Clinic at OSF. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Yes. They really are wonderful all the way around, mm-hmm. but, but certainly in your situation. Thank you so much for being here and for what you do. Both Thank of you. you take Thank care. You. Thank, Thank you. you. Yes. Um, I'm off tomorrow. I've got a, I've got a, a, a Healthcare Foundation board meeting, but I'll be back in the studio on Thursday with the Three Kings of Peace. So join me on Newsmakers 1490 WDAN. I'm Linda Bolton. Danville's Talk Station, 1490 WDAN Danville, W284DD Danville, and online at vermilioncountyfirst.com. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.